morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on a happy Valentine's Day with my buddy, Hillis Pugh. Hi, Hillis. Hello, everyone. Hello. And, oh, and how perfect to have Hillis out of all the people in the whole world to talk about love today and talk about the human, the connection to the divine and, um, and all things love, right? Yes, and, and I'm sitting here trying to share this, and for whatever reason, I am having difficulty. Oh, we can share it later. Yeah, so we can share I'll it just, later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so Hillis, let's talk about this special day. I, I think uh, Valentine's Day should be every day. It's well, it is to some degree. Yeah. And well, that's how all of us have different birthdays. <laughs> so, um, but, oh, one of my friends, one of my, my family friends is birthdays on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. An old <laughs> boyfriend of mine's birthday that I was with for six years is his birthday is Valentine's Day. So um, anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was supposed to do the higher view last Friday and we're going to do it this Friday. And we're talking about love. And when I realized that um, we were talking about love for Valentine's day, that most of the people that are on our show are single. So yeah. <laughs> I on Google about love, you know, love Valentine's day for singles yes. and what the recommendations were. And it was like, go get a massage, buy yourself flowers, you know, do something really nice to love yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and and that I thought was was interesting because that's really everything out there is a reflection of in here. So maybe could you talk a little bit about um, that? Because I I mean, I know I know your perspective is going to be really really helpful to people thank you and so what uh, oh. the space of saint valentine's day because we have to remember valentine's day is from a saint and so this saint uh, was in the experience of expressing unconditional love not just to loved ones or boyfriends or girlfriends but it was to everything and everyone to plants and animals and it's, it's in this space of realization of what true unconditional love is. And so throughout the years, the true essence of this celebration of the saint has been lost. It has been commercialized to where we, you know, buy roses and candy and teddy bears for our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our spouses to celebrate love. But love is celebrated every day yep. in the space and how we choose to celebrate and how we choose to recognize it you know love that is expressed daily such as you know opening the door for someone or cooking a nice meal for somebody or uh just really the the small nuances such as a, a kiss on the cheek or you know being kind to your pet or your child, it's all the little nuances and how love is, is expressed. It's not always about the grand gesture. It's about really the 
spaces in between and how love is cultivated in the daily sense. Right, right. So, so when we talk about the frequency of love, a lot of people pull, well, the, they, they say unconditional love is the same as source, which is the same as God or, yes. or creator. And how do you, for people that haven't ever had that experience, how do you help people have that experience of connecting to that um, non-judgmental, purely um, creative and supportive place? That's a really good question. How do people really connect to that supportive place, to that place of unconditional love, to that space of source? You know, and, and it begins with self first, because as we are born into this world, we are shown unconditional love from our parents, which is why we give so much love to them. We are shown because they have to care for us. They have to love us to such a degree. But then as we mature in this life, in this world, we go through experiences that create the energy of judgment around love and putting conditions on love, which makes love conditional. It's like, I'll love you if you do this, or I'll love you if you do that, or I'll love you if you stop smoking. You know, all these little conditions mm -hmm. and judgments that we put on people that also limit our own experience. You know, I remember uh, going to church as a kid and, you know, you had to go to church, you know, on your Sunday's best in, the, in your suit and tie and looking all proper. But as I got older, it didn't make sense to me because if if God, source, created didn't accept me as I was, you know, during the week, why should I change how I am on a Sunday just to present myself? In, in a certain way. It's like, well, if you don't dress this way, God doesn't love you. And I'm like, well, that's insane. <laughs> and so it just got to a point where things weren't matching up with my vibrational field and what my personal beliefs were. Right. And so the energy of really understanding what unconditional love is begins with self. And when you have the energy of self, you then can't connect to the broader sense of what source is because source starts with you store and then it starts to expand out to experience love in different ways with other people you know in in the most intimate and non-intimate ways and the variations of this energy of unconditional love so so um the reason i was fascinated by this is that it's you know, we're in a time period where experience and the embodiment of all mm -hmm. this knowledge, the heart knowledge yeah. and, and the um, utilization of the heart as the brain instead of this thing. Um, yes. <laughs> um, we're, we're in that time period and the experiences that people are having, either they're using plant medicine or they're doing <laughs> heavy days. Well, I haven't done that, but, but I've, I've had spiritually transformative experiences without that. Um, but it was a breaking down and a breaking down and a breaking down, a surrendering 
to remember Mm-hmm. that connection but i think women when we have children we get, when we have children the miracle the pain and the miracle of the birth gives us a clue into this exquisite perfection yes and so i just wondered if there was other things that um I mean, we get a glimpse of it. And when some, like if I'll be in a meditation and say, remember when you felt connected to source, I might go back to that memory of Mm. giving birth. But I'm wondering what other people do that haven't had that because um, this, this, there's no judgment. We are so judgmental on ourselves and that's what we're projecting out for other people to show us. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, well, well, we well we have to remember that one is conditional. Everything that we experience in this body in this form is learned. You know, it's interesting because I I have two dogs that I that I watch after, and it's interesting to see them because there's one that's four and then there's one that's two. Uh-huh. So the one that's older, you know, kind of sets the pace a little bit, you know, now, now the two-year-old, she's kind of gotten, you know, in set in her ways. But in the beginning, she would always mimic the older ones. Like, well, if she's doing this and I can do this. If I, so it's all learned through mimicking our parents, mimicking other people. So it's the it's the whole mimic, and, and you have to understand that the mimic is also come from comes from the long term memory. It comes from uh, the memory of action and reaction. So this is what mimic is. We're learning through the action and reactions of of our surroundings. And so when it comes to the energy of love, and for those who really haven't experienced the space of unconditional love outside of the family, you have to really pause and understand, especially for those who are younger. And I, and I say this because, you know, when we, you know, we think we're in love, but sometimes we could be in it, we could be living in the space of infatuation. We could be living in the energy of lust. And so I'm not saying it's nothing incorrect about these two. It's just that they're different experiences. And so with the energy of unconditional love, it just speaks to you in a whole different vibration and frequency that resonates much higher than it does in the body. You know, the body reacts different ways with different feelings and sensations uh, when we are connected to someone who we think could be the one or the, or could be the one for right now. And it is in that vein that we then have to really begin to question, is this unconditional love? What is this that I'm feeling in this moment? What is it that is happening now? What is it that I'm feeling? So when we ask ourselves these expanded questions of, is this unconditional love that I'm feeling? What is the source of this unconditional love? Is it coming from me? Is it coming from this connection that I have established? And so when we ask the right questions, we allow ourselves to be more comfortable and confident in the energy of the answer that we receive. So I think relationships are the the whole 
game here. <laughs> it's not a game. It's it is. Game. It's a game. <laughs> this is a game, and I'm sticking with it because I'm having fun. Well, I, if I'm not having fun, I'm changing it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but, but, okay, so the question is, though, is about the contrast. We came to a planet that has high contrast yes and only part of our soul is in these vessels if we're thinking of like avatar where you get to yeah. go in embody part your consciousness yeah. is partially here but it's also maybe on a hundred other planets or doing a whole bunch of other cool stuff too mm -hmm. but but it wanted to learn through contrasts so would you say that the relationships, like for instance, business relationships, I find they're always learning. Yes. And I always try to be open to, because whatever I think is a reflection of my hologram, right? Mm -hmm. But but love relationships get you all messed up. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> you don't have judgment there. What what do you say about that? What is that mechanism? The is it hormonal that your body body's um uh needs take over and you lose you 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 get you into an unrealistic health. it's not re it's totally fantasy what happens well see and this is this is what uh i was just talking about because when we are in the space of infatuation you know especially as young adults teenagers you know, we're, we're living in this space of infatuation. And infatuation is a similar energy to love because, you know, we don't know what love or unconditional love really is or the expression of that in our early adulthood, especially in our teens and in our, in our 20s. This mimics that feeling because all the chemicals are being produced that excites us, the, the dopamine and serotonin, all the feelings of love is being mimicked, is being produced because of this relationship. And this goes for any relationship, especially if it's in the infancy, we get in, into this infatuated state that produces the chemicals that say, yes, this is what I want. Yes, this is how I want to feel until we no longer desire that feeling or sensations anymore. It's like, okay, time to break up. I'm done. I'm over this now. You know, this is why, you know, when dating teenagers, it's, everything is always so fickle. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in the term, in the sense of, you know, adulthood or the energy of lust, it's, you know, hormonal, hormonal because we are uh, driven to procreate. And so right. the, the energy of procreation, the hormones, tend to kick in and say, well, this is what I want. I just have to satisfy this short-term uh, feeling of energy that I have. And sometimes the energy of lust is confused with, you know, how this person made me feel. I felt, I feel really wonderful. I really feel like excited. I feel like I can talk to you. I feel like I can trust you. I feel like I can do all these things because of how I feel with you in this one moment. And it just opens the door, which it says nothing is completely wrong with that because every experience serves its own purpose. But when we step into the energy of unconditional love, it brings a sense of calm. It brings a sense of 
of confidence and brings a sense of self-awareness to self, and which is why, you know, the whole commercialization of, of Valentine's Day, to me, is not is not that important because we have to understand how to love self first. Because if we don't know how to love ourselves, how can you expect someone else to love you or love you the way that you want to be loved? Because, you know, even in that statement that I just said, there's a condition on that. Right. You, you know, you can only love me if this, or I can only love myself if this. And so we have to be free of the conditions. So I ask you all now to uh, look at yourselves and see what conditions or limits that you've placed on this energy of unconditional love. Because it's then you begin to see, you know, is it because, you know, I have these habits? Or is it because, you know, I'm not doing what I want to do? Or is it because, you know, I'm limiting myself and, and my belief and my confidence in what I can truly do or be or serve? And when we add, and like I said, it's all about asking the right questions, whether it's in meditation or writing in a journal or doing anything that is uh, that is really going to suit you in your best interest. And it is in that space where we then get to say, oh, I finally get it. I finally understand what this is. And so when we finally understand what it is, this energy of unconditional love, that is source energy because source energy has created this world, created this universe, created each one of us through and from the energy of unconditional love. Right. So it's really the truth. Yes. Truth is simple and, and not necessarily emotional. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's truth. <laughs> right. It's us who complicates everything. And it's fine because it's a human experience. You know, we complicate the human experience so that way we, we can experience the high contrast. So we can experience the, the lows and the highs and the this and the that and have this magical dance with the universe, with ourselves. Right. Okay. So what about like when you're when you're out and you're looking at, when you're single, which I am, and you're looking at couples and you go, how does that work? And then you, you see these people that have been married for 40 years or yeah. 30 years or 60 years. And, and how do they do it? I mean, <laughs> I was you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Yeah, but don't you think, is that all soul contracts? I mean, is that you, you guys both were at the bus stop and jumped into bodies at the same time and said, see you later? And and then, okay, so I have that question mm -hmm. and I have another question. I have been with people that when I recognized them, the energy was magnetic. There yeah. was a physical, visceral exchange that one of the times that it happened while I was still married and I didn't do anything about it, mm -hmm. but I remember it because it was like, what was that? Like it was not so, not, not uh, the loving side. It was physical. It was mm -hmm. a physical charge. Well, like the my knees went the out around the person. I, I mean, I was like, what is this? Yeah. So, yeah. so th there's two questions there. You can go anywhere yeah. you want. <laughs> so, thank you for for uh, 
the the freedom to to go oh yes please yes because that's where that's the fun of this and so since so this is it's twofold because you know when you have people who've been together for 10 20 30 40 plus years it's it's twofold because you know we we then can split into the energy of soulmates or twin flames and and all this other energy that is connected with it and yeah some of it is you know because i've seen people who've been together for a while they've soulmates and twin flames and this beautiful uh, energy of the dance of of a relationship but then too for people who don't believe in the soul flame i'm sorry soul flame twin flame and soulmate energy it takes a lot of, of energy of trust, of trusting yourself with who you are with. But it begins with trusting yourself. Like, okay, do I trust myself enough to be with this person? Do I trust myself enough to, you know, have a relationship or a life with this individual? And so, yeah, it kind of goes back to the energy of soul contracts. You know, it's like, you know, we spent lifetimes together. We always missed each other, but, you know, let's say this life, we want to spend the rest of our lives together from the moment we meet in high school, the moment we meet in college, wherever it is. And it's really understanding that that agreement is going to support you and your purpose here, whatever the purpose may be. And whether it's to experience long-term love and to grow and expand out of that space, and to be united in the energy of growth because people who've been together that long, it's a commitment. It's a commitment to grow, it's a commitment to understand, it's a commitment to simply be in this magical space that we are in. And so with that energy of, of magic, you have to really accept what comes with it. You know, whether it's, you know, twin flame energy, soulmate energy, or fulfilling the contractual obligation of your soul family because everyone in the soul family plays a different role. Everyone in the soul family is, is a teacher and a student, you know, expressing each other to help one another to remember each other uh, at our core root. And so it's just the beauty of the energy that magnifies it. And so when we step into one's presence, sometimes we just know that this is going to be a long-term relationship. And long term necessarily doesn't mean you know it'll be you know thirty years. It could be ten years, and you learned what you needed to learn. And you can move on, and so it's just in that energy of really stepping into the energy of trust, trusting yourself enough to trust somebody else with the relationship and life that you have want for yourself. So, so let's talk about so connections because, nah. because um because well no i mean i feel like i got a soul connection with you but yeah like you know family yeah like okay you get left i get right and and we wouldn't necessarily have to explain everything we would feel it yeah um but what what do you think because people are waking up right now mm -hmm. and, and Okay, I'll, I'll back up because you said no, no, no. something just then a little bit that's part of this. Yeah. Trust has been part of my learning, my school. Mm. Trusting myself, trusting that this is a safe, loving universe or uh, world. <laughs> um, trust 
and and what we're talking about to love ourselves even we have to learn trust so then trusting that you're you're feeling and knowing the others and play it that's why i said play before is i think it's we're co-creating yeah that's what i call play so so tell me what you think about that as far as trust because um unconditional love is the truth but we have so many layers of stuff that happened to us or we may have brought it in as part of our karma dharma to bring it in to um to release it to to have the experience of releasing it right but but we're in a, a time right now where a lot of people are having root chakra, <laughs> the first three chakras. Survival, yeah, power. Yeah. <laughs> so, so could you talk about unconditional love and trust or trust yeah. in general? Well, yeah, well, the two go hand in hand. I mean, you can't have one without the other. It's essentially, you know, because when we have the relationship with the first father, the first mother, the source creator energy, it's in that union of relationship first, you know, where there's this energy of trust of I trust you to help create this wonderful universe. And so when we step into the energy of trust, it's also stepping into the energy of unconditional love simultaneously. And I believe this is the first time I'm even talking about this every any and everywhere because of how the symbiotic relationship of, of trust and unconditional love because it's the space where we have to allow ourselves room for that expansion to feel that to be limitless and how can we be limitless if we don't one trust the energy and trust is such a simple term but challenging to define it's just something that we know and feel just like you know when someone's lying to you or someone's being dishonest with you you just know it you just feel it same thing with trust and with the energy of trust is packaged with the energy of unconditional love because you're saying to you saying to this person or to yourself it's like i trust that there's enough energy for me to to love this experience i trust there's enough energy for me to have this experience this experience that i've been wanting for myself and and you know what what comes to my mind as i say this is a great example of this and it was a marvelously, marvelously well-written movie. It's actually one of my favorites. And I don't have a lot of favorites. And so I watched this movie, I believe it's called 3,000 Years of Longing with uh, Idris Elba and uh, Tittle Swanson. I always mess up her name. But it's a very interesting movie, this dynamic of this uh, gin or this genie being trapped in a bottle and being trapped in relationship after relationship for thousands of years. And if you guys know anything about the story of Virginia, that he, you know, when someone opens the bottle, he's enslaved to them until they have their wishes. And so this relationship is about trust and building that trust because the gen could be lying to this person to get these three wishes so they can be free. And so love, the energy of unconditional love is freedom. You know, so we build up this energy of trust to express the energy of unconditional love, to have 
Well, we ultimately desire sovereignty, this freedom to truly be who we are. And so now the Trinity, trust, unconditional love, and freedom, they all go hand in hand, the freedom to express yourself, the freedom to express love, to step into the energy of trust, to know who you are, to know that you're safe, to be who and what you choose to be, free from judgment of self, free from judgment of others, free from just really any limitations and conditions that we have placed upon ourselves and that the culture and society has placed on us as well. So now we're on this path as we, with these emerging energies to really step into the new expression of the human, the new expression of self. And so it's all about relationship and, and trusting here first and then extend that trust to others. Well, I think I'll be working on that, I think, my whole life. <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. I mean, well, I'm better. I'm better. But I have to say, I I, I think it's partially a woman's um a woman's uh thing that that because we juggled the children and the food and all that stuff that just the in our dna we were expecting the man to protect us and and make it safe for us to be multitasking basically and um and so i'm not sure i it might be built into the construct of this of this Right. life, but maybe not. Well, you have to understand that, Kathy, too, that's the old paradigm. That's the old way of thinking, that that paradigm no longer serves us, that the old way of thought patterns and beliefs no longer serves this new experience of this human. It, it really extends to the, the space of really defining who you are now. And I can truly say that with confidence because, you know, I've been told by many shaman and many other people that I'm two-spirit. You know, what does that mean, being two-spirit? That I fully, you know, embrace being, you know, and holding both male and female energies. And it is in this divinity of really understanding, you know, yeah, there are sometimes I could, you know, as some of as some of the gay terminology is, you know, yeah, I could be real butch when I need to be, you know, really be, you know, a man, so to speak, and really do all the manly things. And then there's other days I just, you know, do all some feminine things, you know, like go and cook and clean and do this or do that. And so so the roles of, of the energy of today are not clearly defined anymore, which steps into the energy of freedom. You know, you're free to express yourself however you wish to express yourself and not be holding to any of the societal norms because those don't serve us anymore. Those definitions don't serve us anymore. So now we're recreating our definition of this world. We're recreating the definition of roles. We're, create, we're recreating the definitions of sexes and identities. We're recreating all of this in a space of expansion of self. And in that space of expansion of self is the energy of unconditional love. Because when we recreate something or create something, it comes from the energy of love. And so with this this abundance of creation that's flooding into the planet right now, you know, of redefining who we are, what we do, and, and how we act, and, and all these things is just really magnificent to look at, to witness, to see, yeah, that doesn't serve me. I don't believe that anymore. That That's more what I feel. And so it's really what you now choose to believe in for yourself because, you know, with trust, love, and freedom, I mean, what else 
is there to have? And I know these are simple terms. I get it. But to follow the path of these terms really speaks to the whole other dynamic of, of what we wish to be now. Because now, since we have never reached a time like this on our planet before, it's now time to rewrite the history as we know it with the energy of love, trust, and freedom. Right. Well, and again, those are the, the, what I'm calling truth, because that is really the, the foundation of the, the, um, the ethers that are around (laughs) us that we don't really, that sensitive people know about, um, and have worked (laughs) with it. Yeah. At the, yep. Yep. Well, okay. So, so we're going into a time period, and I started to bring this up about um, the, you know, the three base chakras, um, because it doesn't matter what gender you are. Um, this whole time period of change is bringing a lot of um, a lot of awareness of the global consciousness of fear. Yeah. And um, so, how how do you see? Your work with the Hugh H.U. man, your work, huh? H.U.E. man. Oh, H.U.E. Sorry, I didn't, I spelled it wrong then. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. So the Ekin Carr does something with Hugh, H.U. Did you know that Ekin Carr has things about Hugh, H.U.? Yeah. So I I don't know. So yeah, it's all in the ethers. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about that? Because that's the journey we're talking about. It is clearing our um, programs and our constructs, our costumes, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. that we've been um, conditioned to use to survival, to create sur- uh, survival here. Um, mm-hmm. And all of those aren't going to serve us anymore. In fact, they're going to impede us from being spiritually um aware so could you talk a little bit about um because you've you've spent um years working with a mentor guru teacher that that is um taught you this this stuff and and somehow i love how clear you share it i love how you i i get it when you share it is what i'm saying (laughs) and uh, i'm hoping other people will too so could you talk a little bit about this evolution of human yeah so i first want to address what you talked about about the lower three chakras so you have to understand that of course you know those are essentially our survival points you know you have the root chakra which is for grounding and survival, really connected to the earth energy, connected to our soul in that space. And then you have the sacral chakra, which is the sacred womb space, the, as I call it, the energy of creation, the creation center and birth and rebirth. So it's the cycle of, uh, you know, birth. And then there's the third chakra, which is the solar plexus, which is the energy of power. And it's called power for a reason because this is where the store, this is where we store all our energy in our body. This is where most about a good 70% of the energy that we store is in our body, is in our solar plexus, which give us the power to expand out and do what we need to do. And if those three 
are not in sync or if one is stronger than the other or if they are out of balance to some degree, we then can't, we are then, I shouldn't say can't, we are then um, hindered by the space of power and creation and really stepping into the energy of survival, which then brings up the energy of fear and lack and, and those like energies that hinder us to really embody and move into the energy of trust and freedom and love. And so we have to understand that even though those may be hindered, there's also the underlying experiences that created the lock or the block of those energy centers in the body. And moving into what you want to know about the human, the H-U-E-M-A-N. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's do oh, that yeah. then the human. Okay. So yeah. the, the, these energy centers, we, mm -hmm. we have seven of them on our bodies, the yes. top one. There's really lots more. There's like Yeah, there's like 30 something of them. Well, there's 12 that I've worked with. But anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that are... Yeah. So, so the idea is, is that the heart is at the middle of it and there's three below and three above yes. um, that are that most people, all the Chinese medicine and, and the ancient um, um, healers knew about these energy centers are in the front and the back. Yes. And they, they, um, if they're not spinning correctly with the energy, you have a block which yeah. can cause stinking thinking illness, all of these things. And what happens with sensitives, they're way open usually here, but if they're not grounded in the earth, which we're a part of, they can't really go all the way up and get clear um, instructions or clear knowing of their field. Their sensitives usually are aware of their whole field. Yes. And whether that came through trauma or that was just an original blueprint, however. So so how would you suggest I thought we could talk about this because yeah, this yeah. people um yeah. how to ground, how to open those centers to so that they can go to their heart. Um, because I think people need to do this several times a day, right? Now. Yeah. I mean, so think of it this way, and the analogy that came to me is think of your energy centers like a roller coaster, you know, because a lot of empaths, sensitives, they work more so in the higher frequency, you know, throat, third eye, crown chakra, and above. We work primarily in those fields. And so the reason why I bring up the analogy of a roller coaster is because, you know, when you start out, you're starting out like mid-level, you know, in the heart chakra. And then you go up, 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 on the roller coaster, you go up high enough before you drop down. And the reason why is because you take, and so just imagine you're all the way up in the crown chakra or the higher chakras, and you're on this roller coaster ride. Now, the only way to really ground yourself is to bring the energy down. And so you take that and just imagine that whatever energy you're working with, whether it's a white ball, a blue ball of light, whatever, purple ball of light, whatever energy that you want to work with in the meditation you bring, focus that energy and bring it down through the colors of your chakra to really ground yourself. Because the reason why I say you start off mid-level, then you go up, escalate up, and then you drop down. And the reason why you have to drop it down so that way you can fully connect and emerge, and then you shoot right back up. 
And so you need the gravitational energy to uh, of that space or that force to really bring in and to align the energies properly. And so that's the intention of really connecting all the centers is to align them. So that way you then can take off, <laughs> literally take, I mean, we're not literally, but metaphorically take off in the body and to really experience that. And another way that you can do this is when you're going out for a bike ride, exercise, you know, going out for a walk or just being out in nature or just putting on some meditation music, anything to help calm the energy, the centers, so that way you can you know, start off in the heart chakra, get a sense of your body, get a sense of your surroundings, and then allow the energy to go up to the crescendo, which is the crown chakra or higher. And then when you drop down, drop the energy back down into your heart, then into your solar plexus, sacral and root chakra, ground the energy down, and then feel the alignment, feel the energy, see what needs to be worked, and then take off again. It's just really, you know, being aware of the energy in your body because you are, you are your body. You are the master of that space. And so you own that space and don't let anyone else own it for you. Right. That's so important because I think that this ascension that we're going through this upgrade is um, one of the first times that humans have been able to ascend embodied. You All of the ancient texts talk about rainbow bodies for the Buddha, the Buddhist monks or Tibetan mm -hmm. monks. And they talk about transmitting or um, transcending this and going into that. But I, this is the time where we can, if we can squish ourselves in here. <laughs> <laughs> or as much of us, I mean, every morning it's like, okay, can I hold more light? I got to clean this vessel so I can... Yeah. Way. But yeah. but um, that's that's part of this human work, right? Yeah, it okay, is. So that's a perfect segue to talk about H-U-E-M-A-N. Okay. And so, you know, for those who don't know, you know, I've been doing this plant medicine diet for about four months. It's been 17 weeks. Wow. So just over four months. And so there's a there's a intention that I have with this and I'll probably share at a later date with this. But as I and so a plant medicine diet, you know, is very strict. You know, there's no spices, like no garlic, no salt, no sugar. It's like basically all the stuff that I enjoy done <laughs> um there's no sex during this period there's like all these restrictions and so it's and so with that is creating another relationship with myself you know creating a a, a a new relationship in this time and so with the energy of the human soul we have to then understand that yes i'm in this body i i inhabit this body but what is this body fully capable of and this is the the process of ascension that kathy was just talking about is being free of the restrictions you know the other day i was watching a, t a television show and some of the most fascinating things come to me when i'm in a super relaxed state of mind and this that's why i watch you know mostly cartoons because it's funny and they relax me and i was watching this show 
And what came to me was the energy of the four elements and how the four elements, they defy all law. You know, you have, you know, the element of earth, the element of air, water, and fire, and how they pretty much defy all the elements and how they defy, I'm sorry, not defy the elements, how they defy the laws of, you know, you know, minus the law of gravity, but other than that, they defy most laws of the universe. And I got to really thinking about this, and I started looking at some of the alchemical uh, symbols for them and how archaic they are. And this brought to my mind of how to create something new, something whole, and so I received a vision of this new alchemic symbol that would be utilized to define the four elements moving forward. Oh. And oh. yeah. And so the reason why I'm sharing this is because we've gotten so used to having the old ways and having and having information readily available to us. And information is always readily available to you if we just just decide to look and ask the right question because this body is meant to, with the proper care, is, is meant to be here more than 100 years. I mean, just imagine, you know, you being able to, you know, you getting 50 and 60 and 70 years old. It's like, I'm just really living and learning, learning, just really understanding how to live and love life after being 70 years here and really got everything down. It's like, wait. I only have like maybe another 20 or 30 years left here. What the heck? <laughs> balance. I, I, and so we, we then get into the rush of the mind of really planning, you know, for our end of life when our end of life hasn't even happened yet, which is, you know, typical societal, you know, stuff. Right. And so with understanding the body and becoming master of the body and prolonging their life and really understanding ourselves on the on the cellular structure we then can understand of you know i've had this experience of enjoying all these amazing foods and all these amazing adventures but now what does the body really want does the body want to have access to even more energy because you have to think about how every single cell of the body these tiny 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 little beings are internal universes within us mm -hmm. and when we allow ourselves to access each individual universe all 50 plus trillion universes when we simply understand and have a communication with them we can say, okay, well, this system of cells, I want you to do this. Well, this system of cells, I want you to do this. And so it's coming from having coherence in the heart, mind, and stomach, mm -hmm. because those are your three centers, control centers of the body. And then we can elevate through the process of ascension. We can elevate through the process of understanding of of really sitting in the command seat and not just living by default or living vicariously through someone else. It's then through this process of really understanding the full spectrum, which is where the hue comes from in human, understanding the full spectrum of 
not just each individual soul, but understanding, understanding the full prismatic spectrum of self, all the colors, all the frequencies, all the vibrations that are moving through us every day. But now it's going to come into a sense of how to become more aware of what is there already. You know, because this, this is the best, this body is the best machine on the planet. There's nothing like it. This biological machine that produces all these chemicals and all these instruments and all these tools, these vibrations and frequencies that emanate from us to attract what we want to attract and, and dissolve what needs to be resolved and repel what needs to be repelled. There's magic in here. And so we're on the path of really understanding what this is. And I'm not going to go anywhere at, you know, 70, 80, or 90. Heck, I'm planning on being here for at least another, you know, till I'm 120 to really enjoy the magnificent beauty of what this is, you know? Yeah. Yep. I do. I, from when I was a little girl, I always said I was going to live um, to 120. Um, and because I have, I have great grandparents, my great grandfather was 99. Oh, wow. And my great grandmother was 92. Yeah. So I have longevity. You got the genes. Yeah, I got the genes. But, um, but I also have the attitude that adulting is overrated. <laughs> Well, that's the thing for people who people who say that really don't know what that is. What I mean, I I get it from a millennial or Gen Z perspective. But I mean, like I was adulting when I was fifteen. That's right. Well, and you couldn't <laughs> wait to be an adult, and and you wanted to prove you could be an adult, and all of that is like, well, okay, that it still was conditional love. It still yeah. was all about the program. Yeah. So, so okay, so. How does your work connect you with um, your soul or your soul mission or your um, soul origin? Like if it's ET or any of that work, does any of the human work um, connect you with um, the attributes that you may have come in with or your oh yeah definitely okay. so how how does that work so you know i've been you know what well, we all know about ancestral lineage and we all understand how that works and you know the people say well you know my ancestors did this and my ancestors are with me and my ancestors helped me with this and if it wasn't for my ancestors enough talk about the ancestors <laughs> enough talk about that they're there to help you, support you, guide you. Yeah, that's fine. Your true power comes from your soul. I got to for this. Okay, yeah. start again. So your soul power comes from your soul lineage, comes from you, comes from the many incarnations that you lived, you know, all the way back to your very first life. Wow. And this is one of the things that I'm in the process of learning is really how to tap into bringing that energy from those other lives into this one and condensing and, and, and combining that energy. And the work that I do as a Syrian Lemoyer light energy worker, it really has uh, assisted in retrieving the knowledge and how to do this. And this is a, a pra an ongoing practice to where what life stands out the most. And it's the life in Egypt, it's the life on Sirius, it's these uh, life, these key lives 
where I'm allowing myself to access to retrieve this wisdom, which is how I'm able to come up with different symbols and light codes and light language and, and have access to this new library and create new books of this information that is going to be of service to humanity to allow for us to continue to evolve this information. And the soul lineage is the most important because the soul lineage takes you all the way back to source energy, takes you back to source creator. Wow. It's not the energy of the ancestors. The ancestors are there to help you, prepare you, guide you on your path and purpose and mission. But it's the connection to the soul lineage, this connection to the true self, to the all self, to the omni self. Yes. To really live in that space of really understanding I am one with who I am. I am all that, that I, I am all that I am. And when we accept and understand what the all really means, that will then begin to solidify in the consciousness and redefine what that truly means. And actually, as I'm saying this, I'm getting all this. this. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm feeling this is like all this really is. Okay, so uh, I, I want to um, share a comment that somebody had. But before that, I want to ask how... Um, difficult, not how difficult, but how do you stay in that perspective while you're going about doing your day-to-day -day experiences? Like us, um, like after this, I have meetings and, and I may get to feel this in a meditation and then I may get to feel it in a walk or I may go hug a tree. I mean, I, I may get to feel the oneness Mm -hmm. But then I come back to reality. Well, it's, it's all about awareness, Kathy. I mean, you can be in a meeting and still be fully aware. Yes. You know, there, there are times where I'm, you know, completely zombied out while I'm watching uh, a TV show or something. And I feel uh, the presence of a particular cells moving through my body. And, and I'll share this with you. Um, because I thought this was fascinating. So last week, you know, doctor's appointment, you know, going through my regular checkup and, you know, they took blood just to, you know, do tests, you know, the whole checkup thing. And so after I left, it was maybe about an hour or two after I left, I felt my blood in the tubes. I'm like, this is new. So this is fascinating. And I'm just going about my day. And I still feel the connection to this the this energy that is me outside of me in wow. another space. Wow. And so it goes back to really under going back to how aware are we of self? You know, we can, you know, go throughout our day and have meetings and have engagements and have, you know, connections with other people. But at the same time, personally, I'm also aware of my space, of my energy, of my surroundings, and what's going on within me. It's like, you know, I got to, and sometimes if the situation is not the best, I remove myself or I go someplace else. Or, you know, if I'm on a call or on a Zoom with somebody, I say, like, you know, I, I'm fully aware of my energy. So it really, in all honesty, we can go throughout our whole day and, and do many things, but there are moments where I'm truly multitasking 
in the space of awareness where I'm fully aware that I'm having this conversation, this interaction with you or someone else. And then at the same time, I'm being fully aware and engaged in what's happening in my body. You know, am I comfortable? Am I hot? You know, what is moving through me right now? What is the the rate of the energy? And just really, really understanding how my energetic field is interacting with this space and how my body is responding to it all. And so just, you know, just in a space of awareness and what it truly is to be aware and not just aware of this one dimension and multi-dimensions and when i say multi-dimensions not talking about the space outside of self uh-huh. talking about the space within self meaning your chakras your auras your meridian lines your circulatory system all the stuff that make you you yep yep I will, and what i'm doing i'm not doing it as much in body but i'll be talking to you and and me and then I'm out here with this higher, the, it's not a higher perspective, it's a broader yeah. perspective also wa- observing you and me. And I, I'm doing that like all the time now. And and then I'll sort of go, hey, come back here. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the beauty of, the, of, of really understanding what the human really is, the, the full spectrum of this. You know, because it's the 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 spectrum of really, you know, coming back to the space of unconditional love, coming back into the space of really having that trust with yourself to experience what true sovereignty is, right. a true space of freedom to have this experience, to have this expressive space. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So so I want to share. Sugar Bee said she she didn't write the sentence right, but I'm going to share it. She put, "I've always felt I've been alive forever." I didn't know what that meant until a few years ago. I found out many times I've been reincarnated so many times. So I think that that's the other gift. Thank you, Sugar Bee, for sharing that. I think that's the gift of these times is that um, the uh, anything that's in residue in those cells that all want to work together to to um, to to hold as much light as possible as we're going through this photonic um, energy that upgrade yeah. that we're getting. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, all of that stuff that's uh, that, that can be cleared gets to be cleared. You don't yeah. have to carry that anymore. And what's fascinating is not only do you not have to carry it, it when you clear it, it clears your whole lineage yeah so so, um that's when you're talking about your ancestors they may be cheering you on because they didn't get to clear it Mm. (laughs) right exactly exactly. you make the field goal make that field yeah Yeah. they're cheering you on if you if you know they're there if you ask the angels and your guides and assistants it's all there for you but people don't know to even ask yeah, exactly. And so there's one thing I want to share, share really quick is that okay. I, I don't know if anyone has ever watched the show or this movie Limitless. And there was there's a scene in here with Scarlett Johansson and or maybe it was Morgan Freeman talking with Scarlett Johansson, you know, showing this this piece. But what I'm being guided to express is that sometimes when we're in these spaces of, uh, of ascension and evolution, that sometimes we have to push ourselves. We have to push ourselves past whatever limits those are. And sometimes it could be physically uncomfortable 
you know, as I as I've had moments on my four month journey of doing this, but once you allow yourself to push past those uncomfortable limits, you then can see the space of comfort and the space of joy in the evolution of self. You know, it's so 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 beautiful experience. So um I guess I want to learn more. I can't wait to have you on after you've you have a perspective of this time period and what the gift has been. And if you're oh, going to all about that on another show now, I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's fascinating. I mean, I even talk about it on my show on Cosmic Insight. I mean, I've been talking about it since the beginning, since I've been having this. So, okay, so, but you're talking about plant medicine. Um, uh, are you talking about being a vegan as well? Yeah, well, I mean, well, when doing this medicine, I mean, there's pretty much no choice but to be vegan. I mean, you can eat meat and stuff, but I don't. And so, yeah, I don't either. You know, there's, there's, you know, that little tidbit. But aside from that, I mean, it's really, a, it's really about having that discipline and really understanding what it is that you want to accomplish with this. Well, it's all about energy and yeah. wanting to be able to be fully present with as much energy and light as you can. At least yeah. that's my little world, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, will Phyllis, what is um, the best way for everyone? I, I've been putting up your um, top link. Um, link, is that the best way for people to find you? I know I, I find you yes. on Facebook, but. And also the best way to find me, find out about me is visiting uh, taplink.cc forward slash Hillis Pew. You can find out if I'm doing virtual events or in-person events if you live in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, you know, you can find out more about my show, weekly live show, Cosmic Insight that I have with my co-host Rebecca Gregory. All kinds of stuff happens on that show. <laughs> yeah, I, wanna, I, I watched it the other day. I, I love it. Um, I love what you're doing. And I know that you are pure in heart and really are an, an exceptional teacher, very loving and understanding. Um, uh, not the normal teacher. Um, a lot of the shamanic people are kind of tough. Um, <laughs> and um, oh, I can be tough. Yeah, you, you're going to be <laughs> a nice tough. Are you kidding? You're not going to be. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you so much and happy Valentine's Day and happy World Sound Healing Day, you guys. Um, really enjoy your day. Love yourself. Um, know that you're very, very powerful and Hillis could help you uncover that path to your full power um, so that you can really enjoy your experience here. So... Thank you, dear. Thank you. Bless you. Yeah.